check, 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 check. Family Room Podcast, episode 32. I'm Mike Rohn, the Barro. Back for another conversation. Had to start with a classic. Classic group, anyway. Reggie the Magic Number. Family Room Podcast, episode 32. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Good. What you went up to? I mean, we were just in here on Sunday, but we wanted to make sure we got the got the got the Fridays going, so we back in here recording, getting ready for quick, a Friday. Quick drop. turnaround. We ain't got a whole bunch to talk about, y'all. What you been doing since uh, since I saw you on Sunday, man? Um, preparing my team for this game, man. We got a big game. We got a big game tomorrow night against um, Mission Vista High. They're the leader. They're the they're the record leader. Um, in our division, in our league, in our conference right now, so we're we're tied, we're tied for second. We're technically in third though. Um, we're two and three in league, which ain't saying ain't saying, but we got a big opportunity. Like, and they're beatable. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the last time because they were tougher than us. So getting my team ready, man. I've been on them. <laughs> I've been on them. Um, big game for us. Big game for us. But besides that, man, just. Running around trying to get through another week, bro. Um, I'm on a job. I'm on a job hunt. Got a job, but trying to get another job, a better job, more hours on the job. Um, getting ready, getting ready for off season ball. Getting um, wife in the next room. I don't want to say nothing. I'm trying to get some things ready for her. Not necessarily for Valentine's Day because we don't really celebrate that, but just for I try to do something for my wife after every season. Try to do something for my wife after every season because. Basketball season, she pretty much gives me the basketball. We get home late, or I get home late. Enough time to eat, chill a little bit and sleep. And I mean, me decompressing from a game or practice or whatever, like she sleep a lot of times before me. So I got to get something together for her. So thinking about what that's going to be too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout, shout out. I want to make a shout out. Shout out to all the um grab my breath. Shout out to all the coaches' wives and then and that comes too actually. Shout out to all the coaches' wives and our and or girlfriends. It's a sacrifice to coach and to to do this thing that I love. You you do ask your loved ones to sacrifice. You ask them to sacrifice your time, to be honest, energy. Um, partner. Yeah, you you ask them to you ask them to deal with a lot, like probably talking about shit that she don't want to talk about. Coming home from a game, talking about a game, letting me get that off, um, and just how emotionally draining it is. Like you don't have a whole bunch for the other people in your life between the between the months of November and and February, and really it's it's year round if you're trying to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Shout shout out to all those. I won't even say just because I mean there's a lot of women that just doing this coaching thing too. To significant others that allow that allow your other to uh, chase their passion and um, that passion being coaching. Shoot, before I say it, I've been doing that. I guess I might as well. That leads me right into 
shouting out my wife because I've been I've been you know stay at home dad and a freelance photographer as of late for the for the past few months. She's been allowing that. It's been some stressful times, been some really good times, but overall she's been supportive and always been there allowing me to do my thing. You know what I mean? So shout out to wifey, I appreciate you. Shout out to all the married people, man. I think that maybe that's something that's not on the list. Maybe we bumped into something that's pretty cool, like the a conversation that's pretty cool or interesting at least. People everybody like i mean just in a in a time and a climate that we're in everybody likes to put their best face forward and i and i i mean no duh anybody would want to put their best face forward but shout out to the married folks because it's not it's understated how much work goes into having a happy marriage you don't just meet somebody that you get along with and that you grow to love and then you guys are together and it's just blissful it it, it doesn't work like that um it's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of commitment that goes into it. There's a lot of uncomfortable conversations that go into me personally. I think a, a prospering and um, a, a truly happy marriage or relationship is just is not just, oh, I think they're so pretty and I think she's so cool and he's so great. And then we get along so well, like I get along great with my wife, but there's things that we do that we can't stand. And there's things that we've had to overcome together. And it's it's a commitment in a time and age where most people want things microwave or they want things for the look of it or what it could do for them. Shout out to the people that's um, putting the real work, the necessary work in to have a, a happy and thriving relationship. Yeah, it's it's the most wonderful and the most beautiful thing in the world when it's done right and when both people are happy. But it does. When people say uh, relationships are hard work, I don't think it's hard work. It's just, it can be a lot of work, but I wouldn't say it's hard. It's just, you know. I think it's hard in the sense that those you got to have a hard conversation. I mean, the conversations, there's hard, there's things about it that are hard, but I don't think overall having a, I don't think a relationship is hard work. Because I, I think if, I guess it's all relative and it's all like, you know what I mean, case by case. But there's going to be hard times, but I don't think being in a relationship is hard work. I don't. I just think it's 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 with anything that that's going to be successful or anything that's, that you want to be long term, there's going to be bumps in the road. And that just comes with it. But I don't think that overall makes the process hard, in my opinion. I, I could agree with some of that. I just... I, I guess it just depends on your definition of, of heart. Because I think when you got to do something that most people wouldn't want to do or most people can't do. Like, there's a lot of people out here that they that, get to a certain not, point and they love off, that person. I'm not basing it off most people. I'm basing it off your relationship with your significant other. When you're doing things that you're going to do things to make your significant other happy. Like, I do things to make my wife happy that sometimes I don't really feel like doing or that it's not making me, that it doesn't make me happy. But a lot, a lot of the time, I am doing those things, and it's no problem because I know it makes her happy. And so I say, like, if you're just forcing yourself to do a whole bunch of things that you don't like just to make the other person happy, or if you feel like you're doing a whole bunch of that and there's none of that for you on the other end, there's no compromise, it's just you doing all the giving, then, yeah, it's going to feel hard. But I think if both people are sacrificing, if both people are compromising, and both people are, are truly putting the other person first, I don't, I don't think it... It's hard. Again, there's going to be hard conversations. There's going to be times that you, you're doing things that you don't want to do. Maybe going places that you don't want to go. You know, but I don't think that makes 
the whole process hard. I think it makes that part of it hard. No, I mean, marriage is the most beautiful thing you could do, the most beautiful thing you could be a part of. I mean, I haven't had a kid yet, so I wouldn't know. But from what most people tell me that marriage is the most beautiful thing, but that doesn't mean that it can't be. Or that, that's just what I mean. Like, it's the best thing you can ever be a part of, and there are, and there are hard aspects of it. You know what I mean? Like, I love basketball. Training for basketball is hard. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that the game's not that. You know what I mean? The game is hard to play. That don't mean I lo- I love it any less. You know what I mean? Like, I, I liken it to that. Like my relationship, I wouldn't like my wife is my soulmate. But there there are there are times where shit gets hard. You know what I mean? Like we've had conversations. I'm sure she's wanted to tell me to shut the hell up or why do I deal with this or whatever. But you you don't you can't get stuck in those bad moments. Like she's the best thing that ever happened to me. I go, I go through, <laughs> I go through those hard things because I've never had anybody make me feel like this. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, so shout out to all the married folks, man. 100. percent Shout out to our parents, man. The blueprint. Facts, facts. Stefan and Lisa Rome, shout out. Speaking of marriages and, and and kids and whatnot, I think we. I'll tell you off air, but I think I think we landed on a name, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what's up. We landed on Stefan. Nah, nah, and I chose this one. You know, you know, <laughs> name Baron. Yeah, and I chose I, I I chose this name, but what it is right now, she could still. We keep on getting back outside the frame. She could still come. She could still come up with something, or we could still come up with something that we like more. But right now, that's like of what Deleted. we come up with. Yeah. That's that's what that's that's what we love. They're in, that that name is in a pole position. Yeah, it's coming around the track on the inside lane. That's what's up. I'm running from kids, bro. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. Me and wife would be like, we'd be sitting in here, and I mean, I think ultimately deep down, we both want at least one, but we'd be like, man. Think about if we couldn't do this. <laughs> like, when we get home, we get home and wifey was just saying, like, she was with um getting off of work with some of her coworkers and there's and she works with um children with aut- with autism, right? And so some of her coworkers is a daycare next door, so they leave that job and then go pick up their kids. And she was just saying, like, wait, so you have to leave this job. This demanding, pick up your kid, bathe them, feed them, nurture them, love them, and then do what? Go to sleep? Like, shower and eat, go to sleep? Nah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> That's what I was like, look, man. <laughs> look, man. I mean, I, I mean, don't know, bro. bro. Part, I don't know, me, bro. I'm down right now. I should have did this before we started recording and filming, but I'm just heating up my coffee. Um, but yeah, it's 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 real. I mean, I just came from a job last year. My my last like nine to five job was, as you know, was in childcare. I, I was supervised the before and after school program, elementary school at that. And and the majority of the time, of the kids I was with was kindergartners, and my son was like two years away from that. Yeah. It's definitely a daunting. Don't get me wrong. I was maybe interacting with kids and like in ratio with kids maybe an hour a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of my eight hours. So I mean, my was. But all, you've done the do- you've right. done the job. But I'm of saying a all that to say work with it's, yeah, it's it's with the children. Right. It's a job to be with other people's kids all day. Only have yeah, what twenty 
at max 20 minute drive home to decompress mm-hmm. and then be with your kid for the rest of the day until he go to sleep. It's real, bro. Mm. It's real. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm not there yet, man. That's what I'm saying. And then I'll be thinking about, I mean, me and my wife have talked about a timeline, especially like, like at least a couple, like a month ago, we were talking about a timeline for real. But I don't know if I'm going to be like, I don't know when I'm going to be ready to do that. Like, if I'm not ready now, like, when am I going to be ready? I know everybody says, oh, there ain't no perfect time and all that other stuff, but. I, I know there ain't no perfect time and all that, but still, man, like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. They know it's there. We should have said that, though. We got, we got to, we had to bring this in. This was supposed to be here last week. Got uh, the three goats, MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. Had to bring them to come chill with us, everybody. It's going to be here every podcast from now on. And we're going to start a. Uh, Bringing more stuff in to add and kind of amp up our little Spruce situation up here. the family room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we might have to get some different shots to get all the way in. Yeah. But, well, you want to get to these topics? Yeah, let's get to it. What what you what you want to talk about first? Um, um, you want, oh, you want to talk about Tinder? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, Tinder is putting in anti- catfishing protocols and safety measures for people because I guess they've been getting I was listening to a podcast by Monty Jones uh, the Right Time podcast and at the end of his show he does like these little things like some some stories would be from tech or where, whatever place um, it's just giving you like just in, information mm-hmm. and um, I guess over the last like well since Tinder's actually been like out they've been getting um, complaints about well, one, like, people getting catfished. Like, this is a dating app, and people getting catfished, and, like, how there's, like, no emergency, like, kind of protocols on there. Like, you meet up with these people, you find them on this app, you meet up with these people, and then whatever can happen. You know what I mean? I mean, women talk about this all the time. If you're going on a blind date, they always send their address or whatever, wherever they're going to be, whatever they're going to be doing, the places they're supposed to be at, to their best friend or to a couple people. So somebody knows where they're at. They're not just out on this blind date. Right. You know what I mean? So... Tinder's putting in like an emergency button. And when you schedule a date or when you set up a date with somebody that you've chosen, that you've like swipe right or I don't know what's good with Tinder, swipe right or did whatever with on Tinder, um, you can put in the address of where you're supposed to be, like the hour you're supposed to be on the date and such. And and um, then like, I guess it's like a little emergency button that'll just live on the desktop of your phone. Mm-hmm. And so if you get into trouble, you don't need to dial anything. You can just press the button and send emergency services to whatever place you designated that you were supposed to be. You know what I mean? So I I think that's a good thing, but I do think I want to hear what you think, because I do think that's a I think that's a slippery slope. So explain it one more time. It does what now? It's pretty much it'll be like you can put in where you're going to be into the app is what you're saying. You have to download a separate like app, but it works in conduct- conjunction with Tinder. Okay, and the app so does what now? Say it again. I'm sorry. You put your address or wherever, whatever address you're supposed to be at. Let's say you're going to the movie theater. You put the movie theater that you're supposed to be at, uh-huh. and then there's this little, there's pretty much just like a security button. It's like a life alert for dating. Mm-hmm. So you press it. It sends emergency services to wherever you're supposed to be at. Hmm. I like it. I just, I feel like it can be abused. 
Like anything could be, but I think it's a good idea, though. I think that's a good idea. I think they better get it right. I think that you better get it right because people been using this app and yet things have happened. But that's on like you going on dates, you know, you know, going on blind dates. That's the risk you take going on blind dates. Now you put in this protocol and something happens. It better work right. And it better work speedy, and the authorities better take it seriously, and well, all yeah. of that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, well, I, but I, I'm just saying the you... blowback for Tinder could be crazy. I'm sure they're gonna. I, I would assume they're gonna do whatever they have to do to make yeah. sure that 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 thing is working correctly. When you said like, "What do I think about it?" I thought you meant like, "Do I think that's a good idea or a bad idea?" I think it's a great idea. No, I, I just mean no. I I think they're gonna make it work correctly. I'm just saying that you take on a lot of responsibility when you're doing that. You you take on some of the responsibility of the person that they're that the person that this woman is meeting or that this man is meeting. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say man. That this woman is meeting. You well, know I think I, mean? I think it shows. I think it shows the due diligence that that Tinder is trying to say. Like, hey, we're not just some hey, come get on here, try to hook up, and when y'all meet up, hey, that's on y'all. Like y'all adults. I think I think it's responsible on Tinder's behalf to try to put something some, some something like that in place. I feel on top of the girls, like you know what I'm saying? Like people. I, I've heard I've even heard stories to this point where I've I, never been on a blind Is this a blind date? This kinda of changes the subject. Is this a blind date? I, I would say I've never been on a blind date, but I've been on a date with somebody that I knew but I haven't seen in a very, very long time. So no, it's not a I I guess it could be, I wouldn't categorize that yeah. as a blind date, but if someone yeah. did, I wouldn't argue them down. Yeah. That's what I like. So I've never been on a blind date. You know what I mean? And, I have. It ain't like I don't know that. Word. I know what a blind date is, but I, that's I, I've never been okay, on. Okay, not not blind. I just couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine going on a totally blind date. I couldn't back imagine. in the day, and like the and when I would always hear of a blind date, it was always like on a TV show. Yeah, like on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like they he, hooked us up, like and Fresh we're gonna Prince meet there. He went on a blind date with Queen Latifah. He had no idea what she looked like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like stuff like that. When I and so that's what I think of a blind date. Like you have no idea what they look like today. I think a blind date just means you haven't officially met in person. Well, but that's part of the catfishing protocol because people are saying like, like they use the example in the podcast that people will be like, oh, this is a picture of me. Don't have the mustache anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're putting in certain things like, I guess they're supposed to be on Tinder now. They're supposed to be every so often you're supposed to update, update your, your pr- picture mm-hmm. and all of that. And it that's won't fair. let you use all of the, it won't let you use the app in totality if you aren't updating these things. You know what I, I mean? Think it's and fair. it can't and be I from th- your gallery. It has to be a picture that was taken recently. Because I mean, I think it, that's fair and I think it's necessary. Oh yeah, for Instagram, sure. Instagram, go ahead and get that off. Everybody's just, uh, Instagram is, is, uh, is everybody's highlight show for the most part. <laughs> your, your, your story isn't even people's story now they put they putting all the filters on there to making their face look away but for the most part your instagram is your is your it's highlight, your highlight you want to put your best foot forward you want to look your best your best outfit even yeah. me yeah, i post in threes i want my profile to look all nice and everything yeah. like that so it's only to look a certain way you can hey, fake man. it if you want to but tinder is here to try to meet somebody yeah. you're the the goal is to get face to face with somebody and so i think that is very necessary for them to do that i agree with that i like it yeah, I, I thought it was dope too, but I was like, man, that's taking on a lot. But I, I get it, like, and because you're not only because of this, but you're getting flack from this. You're, uh, obviously, your users are complaining about this. I'm not a user of Tinder, so why, you know what I'm saying? Why would my perspective even matter in that situation? I think but if I think if all these, I, get it. I think if all these, if there, if there continues to be crazy stories that's happening from Tinder. And Tinder never addressed it, then people would be looking at it almost like the like like the Michael Jordan thing. It's like, man, you're not gonna say nothing about all these kids dying over your shoes. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like, come sure. on, Tinder, you're not gonna say nothing. Yeah, they gotta do something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they gotta so, do something. I like it. 
for sure. I like it. However, but again, I also do not excuse personal accountability. Though. I'll never ever excuse that in any situation. Yeah. And in you general, can, you can never you can never gauge you can never tell if somebody's going to do something crazy on a blind day. But I mean, you, you got you, you got to take it into account. Well, no, and there are telltale signs and things like. I think we'd be irresponsible if we wouldn't point out some of those things like you shouldn't be giving out your address from somebody that you don't know that you haven't right. met on a right. th- uh, that you that you're meeting on a dating app. You shouldn't be meeting these people at places that you commonly frequent so they could show up there. Mm-hmm. Let's say the date goes wrong, but they feel differently. You know, this actually happened to one of my players. Um kid that she doesn't even know, but all the kids are on Snapchat, right? All the kids in the school are on Snapchat. They like Certain classes got little groups or whatever, and it's just a bunch of people. They might not necessarily know all the people in the group, but there's that everybody, anybody who's been on Snapchat, you know that there's a snap map, and you can kind of see where people are. So okay, so there's a map. You don't have to explain. Okay, so one of my players, um, very mature girl, very mature young lady. Um, she's on, she's leaving, she's leaving practice one day, and I found this out afterwards. So she's leaving practice one day and she's got this like admirer at school. He'll like send her stuff on Snapchat, like leave her stuff around campus and stuff like that. And it's like, she's like, yo, I don't know this kid. Like, this is weird. But she's like going out to her car. She sees on her Snap map that he's in the parking lot. And she's like, oh shit. He's going to try to talk to me. Because he'll send her stuff like, oh, I think you're so pretty. I think you're so cool. And all this other stuff, right? So she gets in her car and he's in the lot on the other, like she's in a parking spot right here. And he's across the aisle in a parking spot over here. She tries to back out. He, like, gets behind her car and jumps out of his car. And she's, like, got all her windows up. And it's nighttime and all this other stuff. And she's, like, cracks her window. She's, like, what do you want? Like, freaking out. And, like, got her doors locked and stuff like that. He's, like, I just want to talk to you. Like, you're so pretty and da 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 and all this other stuff. It's, like, like, what in the world? You know what I mean? But so, like, just simple things, like, and like I told her, like if that's the case, like we're leaving practice or we're leaving a game or something, like call me. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't leave before my my players are all my players are gone before I take off. Mm-hmm. I just think that's the responsibility of of a. I'm a high school women's basketball coach. All those young ladies are gone before I turn around and put my back to that school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. But that's not everybody, and that's why I told her, like that's a dangerous situation, like. I mean, she she knows, you know what I mean? Like I said, she's a mature lady. But yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Dudes do dumb things. So you shouldn't be giving out your address. You shouldn't be, your first your first few dates shouldn't be at places that you frequent. They shouldn't, to be honest, they shouldn't be near your home. Speaking, we, yeah. can, we can get back to it. Speaking of crazy, have you heard of or seen that show, You, on Netflix? I've seen an episode or two because Wifey was watching it. But no, I haven't watched the show. Bruh, I've watched it like both seasons. Uh, homeboy's nuts though he's crazy fam. homeboy's nuts but see two episodes he's like following around a coffee shop or some shit I'm like what the hell is this nigga doing bro he's cr- like bro feel me out or now maybe you haven't seen enough to really understand I don't I don't know I don't know the show at all I just know he's a creep he is crazy fam like wow you haven't seen it so we won't get into it but that show that show you I want you I want you bro like just sit down with wifey and watch it so we could talk about it cause he's I want to talk about like his brain and what like what you really feel about like the things that he does on the show. Please watch it so we can talk about it. I'm not condoning no dude stalking or doing nothing like I know you wouldn't obsessive but none I know of that, you bro. But please check it out so we if can. If she about don't it. want your attention, guess what, homeboy? You struck out. They do though. You gotta watch the show. Okay, I feel that's that. what I'm saying. You I gotta feel watch it. the show. 
And another thing that I mean, I ain't even nah. There's just certain like, and that's why I don't understand the blind dating world, Tinder and all that. I get it. People meet like that and all that stuff and they have happy relationships and all of that. I just don't know if that would have worked for me because I just think that like, cool, I put up a profile of everything I like. I'm a very hard person to deal with, bro. My first, somebody meeting me out of the blind, just in the way I talk, they might be like, this is not the guy I met online. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just because but... of my humor, like, I might make a joke on Instagram that is, I put, I might put a joke in my story, and everybody that knows me is laughing hard because they know how I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like, that's that's why your Instagram name is so perfect. Because, I mean, for you. Yeah. Because only people that, like, even me, when I had to read it twice. Yeah. For me, and, and like, and right when I caught it, wifey was like, "How would you not? That's how could you not get with him putting that? How could you not get?" Yeah. She was like, "Soon as she read, she was like, the kid's stiff, girl. Exactly yeah, how you yeah. say. It, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And the other people that don't know you, when they say they're gonna be like, why, like what why the is the name? Why does he have a girl? Yeah. Why, why is he have a girl in this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. But but that's what I'm saying, and that's why I never understood. Like, it's hard for me to fathom. Like, I met my wife face to face. She was your coworker. Right. And so there wasn't the, there was no, everybody's going to put their best face forward. I saw a pretty girl and I definitely started thinking about what I'm putting on before I went to the field, if she's going to be there and all of that stuff. People do that kind of stuff, but you have a physical in-person altercation. You get to see and view them for who they are. When you're just meeting somebody, you're talking to them for weeks or um, days, like you have one, you're trusting that this person is being totally open and honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I could be whoever I want on the keyboard. I can say whatever I want and it could all sound very, very great. I'm not saying that I'm living some extravagant life and I'm lying to you about it, but I could I could be telling you the truth and not telling you the kind of person that I am. You know what I mean? Facts. And, and it's just like, that's why that's always been hard for me, but I understand we're in a day and time and I sound like a dinosaur saying that. Like, how do you meet somebody online? But I'm saying for me, I get that some of y'all do. I got homeboys. I, I got... I got in-laws. That's how they met their significant other, and they have a happy, healthy relationship. I'm not knocking it. For me, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom just because, like, perfect example. When me and wifey were dating for probably maybe a year or more, she didn't understand a word we said when all of us were together. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we talk a little different. Our lingo is definitely different from most. You know what I'm saying? Like, our jokes, like, she, like... She'd always be like, what are you talking about? You're tight. You know what I'm saying? Because we'd be like, oh, you're getting tight? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like stuff like that. It's just, um, I don't know how I don't know how I would communicate me fully talking to somebody through a dating app or something like that. And yeah, you make dates and all of that. But just even initially getting comfortable enough to be like, let's take that next step and let's physically meet. Let's date and do all of this. I, I don't know. It's always been, I've never done it. So I wouldn't know how difficult or easy it is. But I know the people that I've dated and I've been in intimate relationships with, it's like, I've always had to, like, I've always had that them there. Like we both get to experience each other fully initially before we move on to anything else. I don't, I don't see how you even get to that point when you're just talking to somebody through through text. One can make an argument that wifey and I, our friendship relationship started that way. Because although we met in elementary school, we lost like all communication after fourth grade until we were like 19 yeah. and we reconnected on MySpace. 
And she hit me up. Or the same. Blah, 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 blah. Exchanged phone numbers. And we started communicating on MySpace and talking on the phone. And then she came out here for, for like a Super Bowl party. And that was like our first time seeing each other face to face in all those years. Granted, on the MySpace, we saw, we saw each other in pictures. I obviously still thought yeah. each other was attractive. You know what I'm saying? I, and obviously had some things in common because of elementary school. We knew people in common because of who we went to school with and yeah. because San Diego's butt so big. You know what I'm saying? But one could make an argument that our relationship started and, and, and began that way. So I, I can't. I can't really. Yeah, but that, I, I, I can't think, lie. I'm not frowning on it, I, but I think that's different. I think that situation is a lot different. You I tell. think. I think it's different in like, y'all may have reconnected that way, but once y'all started talking, y'all was together all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm talking about that full organic meeting somebody, swiping them right, them hitting you and being like, "Oh hey, da 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 da." I don't. I think it. I think it's a harder. I'm not gonna and, say. I'm not knocking. I'm saying it's a harder task to fully come across who you are when you have to do it that way. I just think it's a different, I think it's a, I think it's a harder way of doing things. And I, me personally, I can't see how I would get to the point to where I'm like, yeah, let's physically go on a date. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's okay, cool. So initially I think you're hot. I swipe you whichever way I got to swipe you. And then we start talking. How do I bring my full self across in and text characters, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like I, I don't. You ain't got the gift of gab, baby. I, and I feel like I do. Once I'm right here, face to face with you, but this, that's what I'm saying. Like even a joke I would make in a text message is gonna look crazy because they're reading it, and it, especially if they don't know me, like what I mean by it and stuff like that. Like I make all color jokes, bro. And oh, that's I, what you mean. And I, I think this shit is hilarious. But they're gonna be like, play? what the. Is I he feel like and this, this might be a whole nother communication, a whole different conversation. But I feel like if you're good at communicating, you're just good at communicating. Whether it's face to face, whether it's email. Oh, it's no, text. no. I think the vehicle matters a lot. The vehicle does matter. But I'm saying you could be good at one and not be good at the other one. But I'm saying when you're just good at communicating, like because it's it's only in all honesty. And maybe because I'm cognizant of the fact that. When you type, it can be perceived a certain way, but I'm the, but but that's what I'm saying. I'm the same way in my speech. There's times when I say things, I'm about to say something, or you might even hear the first three words of it, and I'm like, nope, that's gonna. Well, I did it just the other day when you and I were talking before we started potting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I brought something up, I was like, no, let me not say that, and I reworded myself. I do the same thing in text. Mm-hmm. When I when I when I took that speech in debate class, I did the same thing when I be in a speech or actively debating someone, like. That's, so I'm saying that to say I feel like when you're good at communication, you're gonna be good at communication. I've, I there there's there haven't been too many times when my text got misconstrued, and again that's because I I took oh, the time I to be like no that's gonna be perceived wrong. But again I do that in my speech. Yeah, but even but you could say that and then put it away. You think it's gonna come across and it's still not be right. And that's that, why and I'm that's, saying it's only been but so many times that that's happened to me. And and. And now I'm, I'm not saying, saying that to big saying, myself up. I'm saying I'm saying there's only been but so times in in my communication with someone that they haven't understood what I've been saying. And this is what I'm saying. And now throwing they don't know you from anywhere. You're meeting on a day now. I have something in mind. I'm on this day now for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just like I mean that's why you got to put what you're into. You know what I'm saying? Looking for a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Look like looking for a fling. Like you gotta you gotta do that stuff because you don't know this person from nowhere. You know what I'm saying? If I meet a girl in a bar and I and I'm talking to her, one of the first things that's gonna come up is, why are you in my face? 
She might not say it that way, but I'm going to have to explain why I walked across this room. Oh, I think you're pretty. I want to get to know you or what you're trying to do tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like off the rip, I know where we're standing. Uh, that's you- not true. That's not true. I mean, it's it's people commit people can mislead you, but I'm saying that face to face, you get a read on what their intentions are because they're physically right there. One hundred percent. And that and that's what I'm saying. You don't get that aspect of it when you're using a dating app or something like that. But I, like I said, I think it's dope what Tinder's doing, and this actually took us like in a crazy that's in fine. a crazy good place. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. But I think it's cool what they're doing. I, I would just suggest to people, and I get it. Some people, like Joe was telling me, like when he first moved to the Bay, he said, I don't have time to be out places and be looking for people. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather have a community online that I could go to and I could swipe people. And if we got common interests, if we got common things, if I think she look good, if she think I look good, we could say, okay, hey, let's meet up here and let's see where to do. But I, I get that there's different, like it's a totally different time. I'm saying, like, that's why I say for me, I don't think I'd be good at it. Like even though I think even though I think I do social media all right you know what I mean or whatever but it's totally different because the just the mindset of like I'm saying the mindset of this is a day nap I'm here for a reason and it's like I'm looking for that mate or I'm looking for that date or I'm looking for that fling or whatever it's like it, to me it just adds another pressure like we all know why we're here we all know what we on the day nap for dog this ain't no organic bumping or something like I bumped into people um. I've I've talked to people and it's like this ain't gonna work out, but we're good friends, bro. Have like, you ever been catfished? No. I have. Yeah, let me no, I haven't been catfished. But it wasn't it wasn't like um it wasn't a big deal though. It was just like, oh I see people out here catfishing I see people we know. Oh, one hundred and I'm not gonna see no names no, out here catfishing 100%, people. One hundred percent. <laughs> I think I know exactly who you're yeah. talking about too. I see it and I'll be like, oh, like uh, come uh, on, bro. Uh, you ain't look like that in a minute. <laughs> like, come on, give me a break. Some people are just really photogenic though. Some oh. people just take amazing <laughs> I photos. I know you think I'm thinking of now. So somebody, some people just <laughs> And they are they are catfish. She is catfishing. And she's a pretty girl. But she is catfish. But she takes a, she's really good at her makeup and she takes amazing pictures. And it, but when you see her in public, it's like and yeah. don't get me wrong, like like again, Instagram is your highlights. Me included. My Instagram will, is set up away. Yeah, like I, I tell, will, like I tell everybody that. But I will say though, my I won't be caught slipping. This on person that I'm talking about, her, she knows what she's doing. Her regular is such a. And this sounds so bad. That's why I'm not saying any names. <laughs> her regular is such a big drop off from the highlights, bro. That that's when it's a catfish. It's like because everybody knows you're not like, gonna fam, look you like put, that. You all gave the time. me a highlight reel, fam. It's like you made three jumpers on the whole thing. You don't be like I've never seen you actually make consistent jumper. No, I feel you. I feel you. It's like when you see some. It's like when you see somebody's. Um, I use football highlight, and it's like, because bro, my, my regular isn't too far off from the highlights, bro. It's not. And, uh, and that's an important key. Look, now we can just talk about social media, but in in general, social media, it's important. It is important. Like you said, it's, I think everybody's social media, it don't matter the platform. That is your highlight reel. Nobody's out there putting their missteps out there, right? It's important for that to be even be within a scope. Your highlight reel shouldn't be you you looking like LeBron and, and you really... Smush Parker. Yeah, Smush Parker. It's like, 
Like, look, man, I think I'm an attractive dude, man. But I don't do a whole bunch of my pictures. Because I'm not a single nigga. I'm always with my girl. You know what I mean? All my pictures, my most liked pictures got my, my, my baby face in them. You know what I'm saying? But ain't nobody going to see me and be like, he's way more attractive on Instagram. Like, which brings up which brings up the thing that they were talking about. Um, Instagram put in... Um, what was it? Oh, warning! Like warnings on it. Like oh, this this has been photoshopped, da, 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 and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like put it. Put I it haven't war- seen that yet. I just I saw um I saw the homegirl Joy posted that on her story a little while ago, and I was like, like me and her were talking about. It, I was like, this would kill a lot of people's money. <laughs> like this would kill a lot of people's money. Like people Not are getting that. bread doing that. But also, it's a. A lot of these girls is just really, really, really good with the makeup. I mean, you know that your wife does. Not to say, I mean, Bird Bird is pretty with or without makeup. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of girls. It's like the Photoshop stuff. They take that away, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna just really make sure this makeup is popping before I get on camera. No, I think it's more or less like there's there's an app. Um, there's even a- me, like on my personal page, my my pictures are they're they're photoshopped, but it, but it's not it's not to alter the way i look is to make sure the like different. the lighting and the white no. balance and stuff no. on the picture and that's, what, nice. and that's so what i'm saying I, I just my i, I you're trying to my make pictures. the picture that you took so come it, across crystal clear so, clear so it looks possible. like a professional it, shot when really my wife takes it that's all that's i'm not trying different. to make my no, no, face that's i'm not I'm trying to make me there's more handsome app, than there's I really an ass there's an app that the kids on campus use it's called facetune you could literally trim your body literally maybe Enlarge your chest, or you know what I'm saying. Take down something here, make you look a little flatter right here. I heard about it's it like, when I was teaching preschool, bro. Like we all, we all like went that, back and took our pictures that was gonna go up on the wall for our little parent uh-huh. area, bro. The 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 director of our preschool know about. She put makeup, highlights. Like I was like, wow. It's amazing what people could do with that stuff, and I'm like, bro, you. And that's why I could see like people being like, fam. You don't look like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, like, the person we talking about, I don't... The person we're talking about is definitely doing some of that. She's definitely doing some of that. Like, I've seen a girl on there, like, literally give herself an ass. Bro, we was in Target. She don't got no cake. Literally you know why gave herself nothing cake. bad about nobody, especially if she liked them. But she don't say nothing bad about <laughs> nobody, not in public anyway. Yeah. She seen her. We talked to her. Da, 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 da. I mean, we, it was a quick catch up. Like, oh, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We walked away. And she said to me, she was like, she's a catfish. <laughs> because she's she's one of the people that wifey would see her on Instagram and be like, she is really pretty. She is so pretty. This girl is beautiful. And seen her in Target. She's not. Hey, yo. Yeah. She is yeah. pretty. She is beautiful. Yeah. Wifey seen her in Target and was like, yo, she's a catfish, man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I want to write it down. I want to write it down. So you just make sure I'm right. Go ahead. I'm not, I ain't going to do it like that. We'll talk about it afterwards. But yeah, bro. Um, um, Shout out all the catfishers, bro. <laughs> shout out all the catfishers and scammers. Keep doing your thing, I guess. <laughs> it, it'll catch up to you one day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her. Um, <laughs> what you want to talk about next, bro? Uh, something I'm happy about, man. They they finna. Uh, it's only on at certain KFCs, but they got the vegan chicken at KFC, man. You need to get on this train, man. It's not gonna happen. Get your life in order, man. It's not gonna happen, dog. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Oh, and one thing I wanted to point out about that. It, it's. I mean, obviously, because I'm I'm not all the way vegan. I'm pescatarian. I eat, I eat uh, fish and shrimp and all of that. 
But I hate when people say like, oh man, you can't you can't mash up beans and vegetables and, and all of a sudden have meat. We never said it was meat, bro. It's a meat substitute. It actually tastes better and it's way healthier. That's something that's so annoying. Nobody ever said it was meat. I don't man. think it tastes better, but that's me. It definitely tastes better. I can give you a black a black bean burger that it tastes better than any burger you've ever had. No I way. promise you that. No way. And you started venturing out to other foods before me. Like I am a burger lover. Yeah. I and love I, and I've had and I've had black bean burgers and and different and things that it that it tasted good, bro. Like from the place that I would go get the burger from. Like I had the impossible burger from a, a popular burger place here in town that I love. I think it's amazing. Where? Um, Burger Bench. They have the impossible burger there. I didn't like I don't like the way they cooked it because I've had impossible burgers like Burger Burger Lounge in San Diego, because there's not one up this way in San Diego. Delicious, bro. Delicious. Like that's substituted stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I love it. I just don't think it's better than a burger. You know, no, it's not substituted. That's like 100% grass fed and all that. And that's you can what I'm saying. That's you can taste the difference and those in burgers that. Are bomb too, though. And you can taste the difference in all of that stuff. I'm not. I'm not knocking. It. I'm saying I don't think it's better than a burger. Like when I, like I said, man, like I almost don't think people as Americans they can't enjoy a cheeseburger, fam. Like outside of being lactose intolerant, you can't enjoy a cheeseburger. I'm like, fam, I don't what's mess, wrong with you? I don't mess with the dairy and the cheese no more. That's why I don't mess with it. I don't mess with the dairy heavy like that anymore neither, but every, that's why I said I can't totally I can't totally get there with you. I'm making slow changes to uh what I do, but shout out I mean shout out KFC. But you know what? Bro, every, All these places are doing this because it's such in vogue though. Like they gotta do it to it's kinda like a keeping up with the Joneses thing. Like that if you and, don't do it, you're gonna look like a lot of people man. doing it. You're losing money if you don't. No, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, you're okay. sleep if you don't have that option. You're stopping people from coming through your doors. You know what I'm saying? And I, I will say though, and of course this is <laughs> not an ad of course ain't nobody paying me no money to say nothing but i think the uh the beyond meat is way better than the impossible meat i think the beyond meat is way better they're both vegan products obviously but i think the beyond meat is much better much better joe was complaining about that now like bro that <laughs> yeah definitely not now and that's part of, that's part of that's the main reason why i said it because you know you ain't affiliated no more but that, <laughs> but bro, that uh, the 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 burger from the 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 vegan burger from Carl Jr. is way better than the one from from uh from Burger King. But you know, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it'll it'll be rare in the day that I pull up on them places to get anything up out of there. But when I do, bro, I think burger, bro. I think about that. I was getting killed the other day for eating chicken. Somebody's killing me for eating chicken. They're going to tell you it's poison, bro. Yeah, they tell me everything I eat is poison. I'm like, okay. Bro, I think back to- And I don't want to hear that from nobody I'm in better shape than. I feel that. That's why I was like, fam, are you serious? I feel that. Bro, you might want to eat what I eat, bro. (laughs) What are you talking about, family? I think back to that year when I first- Couldn't beat me in a mafia out of jetpack. When I first went went vegan and I was doing like a a, a seven or 12-day water challenge like once a month. Bro, I felt amazing that year. I need to get back to that. I, I put the fish and shrimp back in there because I had some catfish and I had some shrimp. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be pescatarian. Like, I don't know how to do this. But I think back to that year, bro, like, color so seemed brighter. Like, up, I, I breathed so much easier. My skin was always glowing. Now, that's one, that's that's the main thing that I miss, really, is how, like, how my beard and my skin was prospering mm-hmm. during that year. That That's what really meant. Like, I got all kind of holes in my beard now. I got If, since, if I were to shave and you could see up under this beard, man, there's some things going on up under here. um... I've been making slow changes in my diet. Like, big thing for me is portions. Um, Like, I've... And this has been maybe, like, two years now. But I've successfully dropped and kept off, like, 10, 12 pounds 
That's, I'm just trying to make slow changes, but the biggest change, like, I, that I don't eat a bunch of dairy, bro, my skin feels better. I feel like my skin breathes easier. Like, yeah. when I sweat, it don't feel... I used to sweat, and because of how I ate, like, this is when I first met Wifey. When I when I sweat, it would feel thick. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it felt nasty. Like, and now I sweat, bro, one... I just sweat and sweat and sweat. Once I crack a sweat, it just goes, bro. I just keep sweating. Your poison clock. Yeah. And it's way lighter. Like, it'll just run down my face and drop. Like, it don't, like... It don't beat up and stick. Yeah, it's like... It's like water. Bro, I feel way better. But there's certain things that, like, and after my season ends, I'm about to kick it up in the gym more. But, like, but taking care of yourself is part of that, man. Like, a lot of what they're giving us, like... There's, there's just a lot of misconceptions about stuff. I, I would implore anybody to go out there and do your homework on some of this stuff. Um, read up because it's different person to person, body types and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like athletes, you're not going to come up on those spectrums how you're supposed to. All of us are going to be looked at as obese or overweight. You know what I mean? Like putting on and gaining type, type of muscles to play certain sports or have you somewhere. Like if you're just looking at numbers and you're counting calories or or lbs you'll be sad chasing that it's about how you feel and and like your overall wellness like and then about them numbers that they try to fixate us on so we buy a diet or or buy these or buy this juice cleanse or whatever it is not saying that that stuff's not good but and it ain't all about hitting that certain number on the scale or intaking that certain amount of calories you know what i mean like it's about what you're putting into your body and the amount of it that you're putting into your body because you, you could eat a whole bunch of healthy shit and if you eating too much you're still overeating you know what i'm yeah. saying and it's like like okay like a lot of the stuff some of the stuff that's like a meat substitute it's a lot of soy in it so mm-hmm. they say it's like high levels of estrogen and certain types of soy so that's something that i have to monitor and especially like with my son when he when he was you know what i'm saying we, he eats chicken now just because it's hard to get protein protein in a, in a, in a toddler when they don't my son doesn't like beans you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to get protein in them. So we, we, you know, put the chicken back in it. Man, what happened to the days where you don't like it, you ain't eating? Because, <laughs> bro, I be hearing kids bro. say, I be hearing kids say on campus, they be like, my mom made this and I didn't like it, so she had to make this too. I was like, fam, that was not, <laughs> mom was not about to cook something. That I was like, oh, we, you don't like it? Okay, we, let me fix this. That's not when we were four, though. I feel that's it. That's not when we were three or four. I feel it. Three or four is it. like whatever, like, because, like, like, it's barren stubborn, fam. But if you got them on that diet, then when when then when does that come in? Because like that's I'm saying like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think mom and dad like at four years old were like, oh, you don't like this, let's eat this. I, I think they were doing that, but at a certain point, it was like, you're not allergic. This is right. terrible. Like me with peas, you're going I hate peas to, to this have day. It. And there were times when dad and was it, like, you're not getting up until those peas are done. You're not getting up until that oatmeal is done. I was like, well, fam, I'm gonna be here all night. Yeah. He would let me sit there all night, Papa and want to play with. But now like uh when he like like right now, like and, and I know he'll like it because I know like kind of what his taste buds are like now. I know he'll like it, but he can't get past just the sheer texture of it. Like me, yeah. I didn't like the texture or the taste of peas. So it was like there's no way. I'm not eating these, fam. Yeah. Like with him, I know he'll like the beans, he just don't like the texture of it. So mm-hmm. I know once he gets older and I can tell him like, hey, like like check this out, like have it this way, mix it in with the rice. That like, you know what I mean? I yeah. know, I know he'll. Event- I assume he'll eventually like. It. You know what? I, I eat too much rice, bro. I eat a ton of rice. I love rice. <laughs> I love rice. It's just you can mix it up with anything: rice and eggs, like 
rice and beans and chicken. You could eat it with breakfast food. You could eat it with dinner food, lunch food. It's, I eat a ton of rice, and I probably should eat less. At one point, I was eating a lot of uh, quinoa instead Speaking of, of food, rice. Man, what you uh, what's on? Do you know what's on the menu for this uh, Super Bowl situation? We're at mom and dad's. Dad said wings and some stuff. Yeah. What is proper see there's just certain things and this is why I can't give up certain things. There's certain things when I go to a Super Bowl party, bro, I'm not thinking about what I'm eating. There's certain days that like I wake up and me and wifey like let's say we got the day off we'll be like, bro, let's go to Kansas. And we've been eating good for a minute. We're like, I'm not thinking about it today, bro. And I don't want to have to do that. Do that. Do you know that. what I'm saying? It's like I, I just I'll pro- I'll probably always do that. Good looking. I'll probably always do that. You don't have to turn it off and on. Just hit the button in the back. I'll probably always do that with uh with holiday. That was what messed me up that first year I went vegan. Yeah. Thanksgiving came around and I was like, fam, I'm definitely like if you ever had my mom's mac and cheese, mama Rome's best mac ever. and cheese is the best ever. Best Especially ever. Especially sometimes like sometimes when she I heard people vouching for the mac and cheese that Joe made though. People that were there told me it was it was amazing. They never had mothers, but was Joe, Joe say, was like, I'll, Joe I'll told me your Joe, mom would been proud of me. Okay, I was about to say, I'll let Joe be objective, objective yeah. because he has had. And, and before, that, he didn't even mess with the, he didn't even mess with mac and cheese like that. Before eating before, moms? Yeah, before yeah, no. moms. There's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of, not a lot of people. There's been a few people that's like, I don't eat mac and cheese, and they have moms, and was like, yo, I eat that. I eat that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody, French toast. If you I ain't baking it, one, stop it. Just don't even bring your mac and cheese up in combo if you're not baking it. Like, just get out of here. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, Bake the mac and cheese, son. I forgot what I was about to say. You're just saying, Aunt. Uh, I never, I, I never ate French toast growing up. But Aunt Tammy made some one one time. I was, I stayed the summer out in L.A. and I was like, I don't even know if it was the summer, but we was just out there for a weekend or a week or so. But I had it and I was like, Yo, this French toast is bomb. And then I came back and told mom that I like French toast now, and she made some and I ate hers and I was like, Yeah, I don't like this. And I remember she was like, Like you go eat my sisters, but not mine. Yo, is. Have I? I feel like my wifey tell me all the time I'm a picky eater now, but I don't feel like I was ever picky when I was young because I feel like there was certain stuff I didn't like, like I didn't like chitlins, you know what I mean? I, and I still don't, but I didn't have a whole bunch of stuff that I wouldn't or didn't eat. I think part of that was we just ain't had an option like that. You never ate oranges. That was always weird. Oh, yeah. And you I still ate, don't. Yeah. But I drink orange juice. It's nuts. But that wasn't like, yeah, I think that might be the only thing. Yeah. And for me... I didn't like. I ate porridge like that. I didn't, we, we was porridge. We didn't have no choice. I, I at like, a certain point in life. We I like oatmeal when you put enough butter and sugar in it, and I don't mean like so creamy and so sugary. Just let me get a little bit of sweet in there. Pop will just like boil, boil you some oats with like straight porridge, a drop of butter in there, and it's like, bro, can I get some sugar? And he'll be like, Nah, you got to sit there until you eat that. Yeah, straight porridge. And you would choke down a couple bites and be like, Fam, I can't do this. And luckily, like our house. It went in a circle like it was like our kitchen and it was a sliding door that opened up to the den and the den led right down to the hallway to the bathroom. So he'd be in the living room, fall asleep watching Star Trek or something. You go and dump that oatmeal right back. in the toilet, yeah. leave a little bit of oatmeal at the bottom of the bowl and just put it in the sink so you look like, so it looked like you ate it all. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or choke down the last bite when he come in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the peas. The peas, though. I hate all oh my God. Peas was never bad. Peas was something that, like, I would I would just put a, like a. You just had to mix it in with whatever else you were eating. Like even even when it when it was in a cup of noodles, I, it would just be a, a cup of peas when I was done with it. But I'm not <laughs> eating these peas, man. I remember getting a spoonful of peas and just putting it in my mouth and not even chewing, just just choking it down. Just like oh my god, this is disgusting. <laughs> Hate peas, bro. 
I never just like see that's what I was saying. I can't think there was I mean I would like all kids. I was like, I don't want these vegetables, I just want this chicken or uh meatloaf or whatever it was we was eating, but I can't remember it was like it was it was like oranges. That was the only thing I wouldn't eat. Like I, I loved pears as a kid. Like that's one thing that wifey has got me on. I eat a lot more fruit now, bro. I eat a lot more fruit now. Like there'll be Saturday it'll be like a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. She'll like make us like hundred percent fruit smoothies, you know what I'm saying? Not not even juicing, just put water in it. You know what I mean? It's like, so that's what I'm saying. Incremental steps, incremental mm-hmm. steps. I think a lot of people mess themselves up and they just put themselves, it's unrealistic to think you're going to make these huge drastic changes and then you go, boom, this is your new lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a person that goes out like a lot socially and you dine out, you can't just make a drastic change because now you're going to have to think about, are you going to go to that place? You know what I'm saying? Because they might not have options for you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, man. Get back to some of these topics, man. Um, oh, I, I wrote it down. It's not necessarily a topic, but I wrote it down. Um, I watched a movie on Netflix that I think you would really like. It's called What Happened to Monday. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. What Happened to Monday. It's a movie about, so it's like a society. I think it's like 2037. You get that from me? Yeah. It's like 2037, and uh, something's happened to where, like, the way they've been spraying the 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 the, the produce and like the, the the food in general. You know how they spray it to like make it multiply and like make yeah. the strawberries fatter and all that. So that's been like overpopulating the town and like jacking stuff up, right? Mm. So they put in this law that you can only have one child, and if there's any siblings, and if you have any siblings. They, they're they're going to be frozen until the population and the society wow. is back regulated, and then they're going to unfreeze them. Right? <laughs> Thaw them out. This lady has sex tuplets, has seven identical girls, dies giving labor, dies giving uh yeah giving birth giving birth. Uh, so the grandpa takes them, and he's some like super smart dude has all the technology, and he raises them. He oh he names them all one day of the week. They can only go outside on their day. Mm. When they go out, he's created this like this identity, this alias, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was either his wife or his mother, which is their grandmother. Mm-hmm. I forget the lady's name. But whenever they go out and they got like the the technology in the mirror where they press the button and it scans their face and it tells them like, oh, your eye, you got bags under your eyes from fatigue and like where to put the makeup and like yeah. how to fix themselves up. So when they go out, they look like the alias, right? Monday goes out and doesn't come back one day. And they got to figure out, like, like... What happened to Monday? Because it can't be two of them. Like, everywhere you go, you get scanned. It's almost like an iRobot when they would scan a thing to make sure you're not going to mutate. Everywhere you go, you got to scan the thing, and it says, like, only child, no siblings, like, everything. Like, everywhere you go. So if both, if two of them are out at the same time, they're going to get yeah. discovered. So they got to go through this whole thing of figuring out, like, what happened to her, and it gets Millie, bro. Mm-hmm. I will tell you more, but it's a good, you should check yeah. it out. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh... Shoot, you watching anything on Netflix? Um, well, it's, a, it's been it's been a slow. I mean, like I said, we potted on Sunday, so I mean, we ain't never done two in the same week. So it ain't much really to talk about. Yeah. Have you been watching anything? Um, I actually have a list of stuff to watch because I'm not currently watching nothing, bro. You haven't watched it yet, but you need to watch Peaky Blinders, bro. That show's amazing. That show is amazing. It's a really good show. Um, but let me let me look because I I do have a list because. Kevin gave me a list of shows. Well, I'm powering back through Ozark because the next season is about to come back out. I'm about to start tonight, but I think I'm already like 
four or five episodes in the Ozark. So that ain't gonna take me too long. Um, you know what show that I never watched that I should watch was Ballers with Dwayne with Dwayne Johnson. I started watching it, it was really good. And then there was other stuff that came out. I think me and Wipey were watching, so I didn't watch it, but I'm gonna get back into that show. Everybody's telling me it's really it's still really good. I wanna say he's like six seasons into it. And people are still telling me it's really good. So I'm gonna mess with I'm gonna mess with that. Um but uh nah man the stuff that the stuff that I binge watching then I gotta find something else to watch. But I, I got a list. I got a long list. Like Kevin told me to watch The Watchmen, and then and then he told me not to. Isaac always puts me on a good show. Um, I just thought about because you said Dwayne Johnson, and it made me think about Will Smith and Martin Lawrence Records Club interviews. Did you watch that? No. Nah. Where he said at one point he was jealous of Dwayne Johnson because Dwayne Johnson was the new box office guy, kind of took took his kind of slot as that. And it made me think maybe that might be the next step for Will Smith. He he might need to. Like being like an like an episode show, like a Netflix, like like a type, like a series type show. But he killing so much on Instagram. Not videos. for me, not no? for me. I I've had a I mean, you know how. Have I you seen Bad Boys for like, Life yet? No, I haven't. I heard mixed reviews. I have mixed feelings. I liked it, but I was expecting it, the movie to be a little bit better. I will yeah, say that. That's what I maybe heard. because the first two were so dope. Dora told me it was amazing, and then I was like, "Yo, man!" People told me that it was like, "No, it's wild, not amazing." Wild, predictable. Um, of course, it's, it's going to be some. There's going to be some predictability because you know the series so well. But you know, I'm never the nigga that right like predicts a movie. I'll be kind of along the right lines, but I'll be off. Like that one, like the big, the big story in this one. I said the dog leaned over to him, and he was like, "Nah, bro." And then it happened. He was like, "Damn, you was right." I saw that one coming. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. saw that one coming. And uh, wifey telling me, I'm hard on a movie, bro. I'm hard on a movie. And I think that's fair. I'm not down for all of these remakes and all of these new renditions. Like, I, I'm cool, bro. I'm I'm Gucci. Stop telling me these comic book stories that we already know. But that's another story. But no, nah, I'm not really watching. I'm not really watching nothing. And no, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see Will Smith in... This is my problem with him doing like an episode series or something like that. They're going to get him because he's Will Smith, and then he's going to have to Will Smith it every week. And I don't want to see Will Smith doing Will Smith that often. You mean I'm, the Will Smith promo? Is that what you mean? Like what? No, 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 no. Him being like him being Will. <laughs> like the the laughable, lovable guy. Like I'm cool. Like I don't want to see a series with him in it. I'm cool. I'm cool. That is... I've just had enough of Will Smith. That like, is one thing. Enough of the Instagram shit. I'm mm. cool, man. Like, I don't follow him I no guess, more. Like, you're a lot, nigga. I guess it's not, It's not. you know, letting any cat out of the bag because it, the movie is gross all, all this money. A bunch of people have seen it. But like I said, I did enjoy the movie, but I do feel like Mike Lowry was compromised. In the first two bad boys, Mike Lowry, other than being a handsome guy that all the girls would like, Mike Lowry was not like... was Who's like, savage. Not a savage, but I mean, he was like, you didn't see Will Smith in Mike Lowry. Okay. Yeah. You didn't. You yeah. saw Will Smith in Mike Lowry. And that's Lowry what I'm saying. One, and he puts Will Smith on everything he does now. And it's like, bro, you can act. Act. <laughs> stop stop giving me Will Smith. I appreciated the yeah. like the older, the like the more matured like perspective of, especially like me being married and, and having a family and all that. Yeah. I I could appreciate that part of it. And I'm happy that it was there. And I think it's dope that you see that some of that. That yeah. element of Mike Lowry. But like I said... In you don't Bad, want to see another one. In Bad Boys 1 and 2, I want to see Mike Lowry be Mike Lowry. 
Oh, see. And that's what I mean by I'm a tough critic. If you guys, if you don't do the good, don't give me another one. It's cool. Stop. Let's not let's let's not beat a dead horse. So maybe y'all might y'all might yeah. be saying I'm back on my Will Smith slander train. <laughs> hey man, Mike Lowry was compromised, bro. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie, and bro, Mike Lowry is my favorite character of any movie of any television show, cartoon, mm. whatever. Mike Lowry is my favorite mm. fictional character. He's my favorite. He's, Mike Lowry was like the coolest nigga ever to me. I never, ever wanted to be a cop. Never. It was always after the police where we came up at. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Not necessarily in our house. Our parents are church going people, da 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 da. Where we in our neighborhood. But they didn't say after police, but, but they was like, right, watch the police. That was like, police. be careful for them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Never wanted to be a cop. Dude. Saw Mike Lowry, was like, you're not even not even in Beverly Hills cop with Eddie Murphy. Nope. It's like, if I could be a cop like that, if I could I be like Mike that. Lowry yeah. and wear my own clothes and drive, like, do that, yeah. that's cool. Ha, ah, he was compromised in this third one. He was compromised. Yeah. That's my take. <laughs> I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure. I haven't seen it. And that's what I'm saying. And this, look, bro, this is how this is how done with Will Smith I was. I was like, initially, I was like, man, I want to see it. Wife is like, I want to see it too. And then neither one of us never really brought it up. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I'll see it. She did. That's an assistant law talking from the next room speaking up for herself. <laughs> well, I'm like, enough of Will Smith, bro. And, this, and what you're saying is what I did not want to see. I do not want to see Will Smith... As Mike Lowry. And I want to see Mike Lowry, bro. That was my only gripe. It was like, look, I and I, I could I could have guessed where the... That, Dorsey said it was entertaining. He said it was actually it, it was entertaining. There was some twists yeah. in there. There was some things He did there. use the word amazing, and I raised the eyebrow. I was like, whoa. There was some twists in there that you didn't see coming. There were some things in there that I was like, oh, I did not see that coming at all. I did not expect that. But by and large, the story about them being older and you know being... Coming into, you know, Martin Lauren was Martin was always a family man, even in the first one. But just, you know, being more of that and Will trying to do a little bit of that himself, you knew some of that was coming. You did. Yeah. But nah, man. Nah. <laughs> he said it's cool. Mike Lowry just wasn't as cool. And I guess I guess that's what anybody as they get older, they're just not as cool. Hell nah. But man. Hell nah. That ain't necessarily true. I you ain't gotta lose your cool. Y'all can I'm like this. This video is for Uncle, sure. Uncle Clarence is still cool than a mug. That's very true. You ain't gotta lose your cool. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah, like I I reject that because I'm about to be a cool ass old daddy. Because I'm, I'm about to be saying, an old daddy. I'm not saying lose your cool because Mike Lowry was still cool in the movie, but just you saw some Will Smith in there. Yeah, and, it's and, not a good look. And again, I'm consistent with it. That's why I say Tom Hanks is the guy. Is the goat. Because Denzel, while he bodies every role, you see Denzel swag on it. Tom Hanks, he just becomes whoever it is. Denzel yeah. has done that too. You didn't yeah. see Denzel in uh, in Training Day. You didn't see Denzel really in in Remember the Titans. Really. I, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. And maybe it's a, in a couple other roles, but his early work, his early work. And that's what I'm saying. Our, we were seeing as as young dude, we were seeing like. Denzel's like early work later and I was still like this is after Denzel's all established and I'm seeing like mm -hmm. yo Devil in the Blue Jays I'm like what yo he bodied that mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it's like 
And don't get me but wrong. But no, 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 Tom Hanks is a guy. I think it's, I think it's dope that Denzel has those signature things. Like, oh, you know yeah. Denzel's walking when you see it. You know he's going to do the lip thing. You know his pinky look kind of weird. You know there's <laughs> certain things you know about him. Yeah. Like the little shoulder slump. I, I think it's yeah. dope that he has signature things. But it's it's a, it's a double-edged sword in me because other people that don't have that. It's the same It's the same thing. It's kind of similar to what Ice Cube, when he talks about making his movies while like he'll have Nia Long play like his love interest in certain movies over and over. Not over and over, but he's had Nia Long in a few of his movies. Yeah. He always says he wants new people because when you bring somebody who's seasoned that has been in a famous movie, they come with that baggage. And you're going to be looking at them like... And so it's almost like what Ma said on the Joe Budden podcast. He's like, I don't care what Tommy does. He's like, Tommy could do a comedy. He'd be like, this nigga Tommy. Tommy from Power. Yeah. Like, this nigga Tommy think he's funny. Ice Cube was like, I like hiring new people because they don't have that type of baggage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it, Yeah. And then, like you said, there's good there's good and bad with that because right. I don't think any act, actor wants to get typecast. You know what I'm saying? But let's bring up somebody that I've, that I've got killed for knocking. I just don't think that Michael B. Jordan is an actor that people think he is. And he gets typecasted, and I think it works for him. Because he gets typecasted things people know he can pull off. I My fear for Michael B. Jordan is that he's going to get so big to where they're going to give him a role and they're going to ask him to hold up a movie. I think and that's I don't what I'm saying. I think he, he should do. hold off on that because this movie with him and Jamie, he's holding up the movie. He's And they say all he's he He's in the movie with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he's holding he, it up. Bro. Jamie Foxx is a world re, world-renowned actor. Yes, but that's just like when Will Smith was, when Will Smith was first in Independence Day, right? He's in a movie. He's in a movie with all these greats, but who held the movie up? If Michael, I think, and that's why I said, yeah, you, but that's you, why I said you have to hold off because if he is in a movie with Jamie Foxx and he's holding the movie up and he's holding his own, your opinion has to change. If you if you're second billing, just like in Bad Boys, if you're second billing and then when everybody watches the movie, they feel like that was your movie. You had your you that gripe has to change. Like right? Michael B. Jordan got a lot of love for Black Panther, and I was like, guys. He barely talked in the movie. That that like, was just that was just bro, he, like mm, no matter who was in that role was gonna get that hype though. Well, no, and a certain amount of it came because of how he looks and people love him and all of that. Right, other stuff. he and had think, his shirt off yeah, in the movie yeah, and, and I, a bunch of no, stuff. and I he's, think that's cool, but it's like, niggas. but what I'm but saying that has is nothing no matter, to do with the actor. No matter who played Killmonger and Black Panther yeah. when it came out, the time it came out, and everything that was around it, Michael uh, 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 Kugler, what's his first name? Homie that homie that directed the movie from from the Bay Area. Um, I'm tired. I can't Why remember his first name. Why his last blind? name is Coogler, though. But anyway, it was a whole big thing about all black cast, black director, first yeah. all black uh, superhero movie. Da 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 da. Yeah. It could have been step. Uh, uh, Jaleel White. It could have been Steve Urkel playing that character, <laughs> and he would have got all of that praise just because of the time and the situation of it, bro. I know. I think it's different with people. People love Michael B. Jordan. People love Michael B. Jordan, but that's but that's what I'm saying. That get and that's what I'm saying about typecasting. People are gonna cloud. People are gonna cloud that, or people are gonna cloud like, oh, I love this person with they've done a very good job, and like, I think I do think that there's one. I think that they asked Michael B. Jordan to be somebody that, like. Michael B. Jordan's from that life. You know, like Michael B. Jordan knows about that life. He, it's cool for him to portray a, a, like a disgruntled youth or something like that that grows up and has this story. Like, I think it's different to do that and you're in this cast with all of these amazing people. I think it's different. Even when you're in a movie with Jane Foster, you could do a really, really good job. 
you don't necessarily have I, like I said, like you said, I got I got to hold off and then I got to make my judgment after. But up until now, I don't think that homeboy has shown the ability that he could hold up. Bro. I, I'm just not a big fan of Mike Bajoran. I get killed for it. But I'm like, bro, you guys are like, you know, there's really, really good actors out here that don't get the love that this dude gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not talking about what kind of roles they get, what kind of money they make. I'm talking about the love from the fans, bro. There's people that don't get that love from the fans. Did Simply he, because they're not Michael B. Jordan. Did he not did he not do his thing in Fruitvale Station? That's one thing I always mean to bring on people say that. He did. That's what I'm saying. Like, can can he not get his props? He does. That, no, like not, other not people really. have to keep on doing it. Michael B. If let's say let's say let's say if he killed that role. That was a long time ago, fam. That was a long time ago. Why if we're talking about his last outstanding work. When was the last time you seen Michael B. Jordan? You're like, God damn, why can't he, he just, kill that why role? Why can't why can't after he's proven that I'm talking about the 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 portrait that's painted of him that he all he does is make faces and be handsome in a movie. If he's proven that he can do something, why don't we just see that proof point to it? Because and, and you were in Fantastic Four, and that was bad. So what? But because you just, because you've done other roles since then, and same. people are like, yo, fam, like when's the, the last time I've seen you do that? If you do I'm it one time, is, you don't get credit for the rest of your career. Adam you Sandler did up until up until this most recent movie he did. He was in all them funny movies. And then he did... Um, um, Rain on Me. Rain Over Me. And everybody was like... Adam Sandler gets busy, and they never questioned it again. But Adam Sandler was a really good actor, even in a comedic role. Even in a comedic role. There's no way Michael B. Jordan is the same caliber actor as Adam Sandler. There's here, no way. I'm here to argue, man. There's no way. You think he is? I'm saying, anything you bring up, I'm bringing up the side. Oh, yeah. I feel, so you know, and that's what I'm saying. Even in a comedic role, or even like, that's what I'm saying. Michael B. Jordan's done roles, and people have had enough questions to say, yo, the last time he was killing shit was Fruit Belt Station. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying, not like like I said, like I'll hold off. I'll hold off. But I like but I've been holding off on homie. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like I'm waiting on him to have an outstanding role and to kill some shit. And I really enjoy Fruitvale Station. I think he killed it too, but I think that was a long time ago. He didn't do good in Hardball? That's a long time ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> hardball. That might have been before Fruitvale Station. It was way before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was still a kid in my Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was a joke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Son is a good actor. I think he gets credit like he's a great actor. I've heard that this is a dramatic movie, whatever, with some injustice that's happened to Jamie Foxx, and he's wrongfully behind bars, and he's like actively trying to get him out, going knocking on doors and turning over whatever rock he needs to turn over to free this man that's been wrongfully convicted. That sounds pretty heavy, and you know what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is, if they, if he was cast in a movie like this alongside Jamie Foxx, and he's the lead, we we have to why we got to be like, hey yo, I know what they usually say about Michael B. Jordan, but we got to check this out before we keep this criticism. Well, no, no, I think the criticism is fair until you show differently. It ain't like yo, let's chill because you still ain't done it yet. So and why, the movie can come out say, and it could be bad. Why can't we say, all right, we really gonna see instead of just being like, nah, I think it's gonna be whack because that's what that's what from like the. Half the people are saying like, oh, because what is- I, because what I've seen up until this point doesn't support that. I don't think that you are a guy that one should be next to Jamie Foxx and they're going to live up to the what I know what I know Jamie Foxx is going to do. I don't think about it, and I think if you got to think about it, you shouldn't get the benefit of the doubt. Do you think Jamie Foxx is ever going to let you down in the movie? No, of course not. You think Denzel is? No. Of course not. Neither is Tom. No, no, Tom, Tom neither is um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Like. They're not going to let you down. And when you think about Michael B. Jordan, I feel like people put him there because they like him. And he's not 
there. Let's see what you do next you to Jamie Foxx, because Jamie Foxx is gonna kill his. And it don't matter. Uh, Jamie Foxx wasn't the main wasn't the main character in Ali. He wasn't. No, not at all. But everybody came away going, "Golly, did you see what he did? He's so good." And you're gonna have to do that next to Jamie Foxx. And this is your this is your opportunity. Cause like you said, you got the Killmonger role, and people were like, "Yo, I feel like anybody could have killed that." Look at this cast. Look at the time it was in. Look at whatever. Look at what the fanfare we were giving the movie in general. Nobody was gonna kill clear. you. He, he did, did a, a good, good job. job. A good job. But, a good job. But though. people, but he did a good job. But people were talking about that movie like it was great, like it was this groundbreaking movie, and the cinematography and the story mm. and everything was just so wow. It was a good movie. Mm. All black cast and it was dope and it was historic, but that wasn't a movie this that is, was like this Yo, is my problem. Be winning every award. This is my time. problem with Michael B. Jordan. People go, "Oh my God, he's so great!" And you go, "I've never heard that." And, and oh, pff, I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. I'm around a lot. Of, I'm around a lot of women. They date the homies around, and they're like, "I'm like, why?" They're like, "Oh my God, he's so fine." That has nothing to do with his acting. That has nothing to do with his acting, bro. It may it may enhance a particular role, mm-hmm. like when he got when he got swole to do the um um Creed, yeah, to do the Creed movies. When he got swole to do that, yeah, it helps that he's a good looking dude and all this other stuff. But like I, I was I watched a little bit of the first Creed, and I was like, bro, I'm not watching this, bro. You know what I'm realized? not watching this whole movie, bro. When you I'm do, out. When you're great, anything you do. Is gonna, you say you say he's great? No. Oh. Hear me out. When you're great and known for doing great and good things, anything you do is gonna be like, whoa, he did that and he made it even better. But when you have negative criticism, they're gonna be doing like, oh man, he's just doing that to try to enhance blah blah blah. When Will Smith got all yoked up for Ali, it was like, oh, he up 250 pounds. He yoked up, he dedicated to the role. When when he yoke up for Creed, they like man, it's pretty boy. He's doing a Disney taking shirt off in the movie. Bro. No, and I gave him props for that because that's something that actors get graded on. Being able to do change your appearance to do all this other stuff to carry out roles, I gave him credit for that. That's what I said. When I started watching Creed. And I was like, I'm not watching this nigga sit up and do this whole movie, bro. I'm not. It, it wasn't good to me. It wasn't good to me. The story is good, but you are not giving me a good performance in this, bro. I, bro, people love boxing movies, fighting movies, anything with people getting punched and bloody shit. Motherfuckers is gonna make themselves sit through it. He ain't do a great job in that shit. I'm not saying that I can go do the job he does. I'm not an actor. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying next to your counterparts, bro, you get a lot more love than people that do a way better actor job than you because you're a pretty face fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I hear you. And I agree. I think all the criticism that has come, although I think Fruitvale Station was a good movie and he did a good job in it. I think he's earned all his criticism. And I was just going to say that <laughs> I think he's probably all I'm saying is when someone's in a movie like this, like it was the same thing with Adam Sandler. That's why I keep going back to that. When when we heard about what, what the movie was about and the role that Adam Sandler was playing in that movie, that he was playing this 9-11, this, this guy that lost his whole family in 9-11 and now he's got PTSD and all this mental stuff and he's dealing with it. He comes in contact with his friend from college and they walk that, they walk that journey together. When you heard it, it was like, yo, they put Adam Sandler in that? So we really got to see. No, no, see that's different. Because we Adam, really got to see. Like but Adam nobody Sandler was, was doubting. Nobody, people were doubting. They were. How, I don't they weren't doubting his acting ability. They were. They were saying. They, they were, were saying. Because can he do movies, a serious role? All of his role. movies. He was. He. It was funny. He had a little bit of a temper problem. He was gonna cuss a bunch of people out, and all his friends were in it, which was supporting and made it easier for him. When he stepped outside of all that and did that movie, that everybody was like, "All right, we gonna see." I'm not saying that they weren't like we're gonna see. 
And that's why I said, even when Adam Sandler was doing comedic roles, I was like, that's a good actor. That's a good comedic actor. Now, here's the challenge. Can you carry over and still be that same actor when you're doing something serious? I feel like with Michael B. Jordan, people are like, I like him. So I like his role. They want it's that's different. True. It's that's different. True. It's like you like the dude, so you think he, he did a good job. Now you can still do a bad like, yo, man. My friend could go out there and have a bad game, and I, even though I like my friend, I could be like, fam, you didn't do a good job tonight. Right. People that love Michael B. Jordan, they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that. They're not objective. I'm not people, speaking about. What, I'm speaking about. I'm love, speaking about your perception and how you're looking at it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm speaking. To. I'm not like, talking about like, people. But even even how you said even how you said with. Denzel, you're like, I love Denzel. Denzel's one of my favorite actors. and But you could tell when he's Denzel on some shit. Mm-hmm. And you could say it. People don't say that with Michael B. Jordan. They don't be like, yo, fam, yo, come on. Creed ain't that good of a movie. Give me a break. People that tell me they love Creed, I, I'm looking at you funny. I'm looking at you funny. For, like, you love that movie? You love Michael B. Jordan, fam. That movie wasn't great. Number one, you knew the story going in. So you knew exactly how it was going to go. That's what I'm telling. You. I watched 20 minutes of it. I was like, I'm not. I can't make it through the movie, bro. And it wasn't. It was just so bad. I was like, I know the story. I know how this is gonna end. And he's not keeping me here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could watch Will Smith and some shit, and and I don't like Will Smith no more. <laughs> Social media shit. I don't. I think it's just too much of him. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, he'll get me through it. He, uh, um, Will Smith could be in a slow movie. Seven Pounds was a slow movie, and his performance in that movie will keep you there. And there's people that can't. They, they got They need some action. They need something to happen. But his performance could keep you there. It could get you to the next dramatic scene, or it could get you. You know what I'm saying? Like Hitch was the same way. He did some. He threw some Will Smith on that too. Oh, Hitch is just a good movie. Yeah, and it's a good movie, but a little bit corny. But Will Smith's performance in that movie could get you through those corny scenes where you won't turn the shit off. And you're like, yeah, it wasn't a good movie. I still think it's a good movie, even though I, I you know what I'm saying? Like I don't like that kind of shit, but he got me through it. Like, Michael B. Jordan can't. He like doesn't a, do that. I one. like a good chick flick. I can't. Well, not a good chick flick, but like a good one. Like a, <laughs> said, like, I don't like a not good one, but a good one. <laughs> like 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 a one with a good story on. He not said, a, "Not good to y'all, ladies. Good to me." <laughs> right, right, right. Like like a uh, failure to launch. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> yo, I don't know if it's hair. Yo, yeah. but that's, that's another a, dude. That's, that's another dude that get a lot of love because of how he look. But he is a good actor. Matthew really good. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey is a really good actor. Really good actor, but. I guess with anything, people have stands, and I'm just not a Michael B. Jordan stand. Y'all can, y'all can have them. If we got a draft or we're drafted actors, bro, I'm going to kill y'all if y'all taking him high. My team is going to be tough. Y'all can have them. My team is going to be tough, and oh, you're going to be over there with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, my, I think my team, I think my team is going to kill. I'm getting Viola. Like My team is going to be tough, and you can have Mike B. Jordan. <laughs> Mike B. Jordan. Mike B. Mike don't be Jordan. <laughs> he got a popular name. Like he got he he win it, bro. <laughs> he win it. Um let's see. Let's talk about catfish, baby chicken. Uh, oh yeah, let's let's talk about uh what Marcus Moore said to uh to Crowder that, that offended the, the WNBA players. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and um give so a story on that Jay one? Crowder played against Marcus Morris of the Knicks and Ma- Jay Crowder is like he's one of those like he's one of those utility guys in the NBA. He does the tough stuff. He's an irritant. He'll bang with you. He'll flop on you. Try to get a call on you or whatever. And after the game, Marcus Morris and Marcus and his brother Marquis are no nonsense kind of guys, bro. They're known for being physical. They're known for being tough. They jumped at me, right? 
yeah, they um they will put hands on you. They're those kind of dudes. Um, and after the game, he said, when asked by reporters about his like little mix-ups during the game with him, he said he's a uh, very feminine-like. He has very feminine tendencies. Um, let me see if I could pull it up, and I could pull up the whole little clip. Um, I'm pretty sure that I saw or that I retweeted a link to it because Liz Cabbage, um, WNBA player, one of the best players in the WNBA players for the uh, Vegas Aces, retweeted it and was like, excuse me? (laughs) What? The female Tennessee's win games too. But that's – no, let me turn this up. Female Tennessee's on the court. When you say unprofessional, are you referring to the steal at that point as a kind of code that you don't go for those plays late like that? No, the steal was cool. You got the steal. It is what it is. But when you step back and shoot a three, you know what I'm saying, and try to, you know, low-key, like, rub it in that they're winning, you know. It's just unprofessional, man. It's soft. This game is soft. He's soft. It's just, you know, just how he carries, man. You know, it's just very womanly. I don't think it's a build-up. What do you think? Because I think that I think that's out of bounds. I think he just shouldn't have said. He should have just kept it at soft. He shouldn't have said female tendencies. He should have just said he's soft because, like, I'm trying to be careful here because I don't want to be offensive. See, I do it in my speech as well. Um, I understand what he was saying about female tendencies that you do see some guys sometimes that you could tell that they were raised by their mother and or grandmother or just a group of women. They're not homosexual. They date women, love women, have sex with women, but they move. They like some of their movements kind of look a little feminine to you. It looks like how like a woman would walk or a woman would talk or a woman would do certain things. And to be honest, Jay Crowder had slapped me through three walls. I'm not saying I'm tougher than him or more manly than him, but sometimes some of his mannerisms look a little feminine. What does that he have does, to do he with does playing fl- basketball? And that's why I said he should have left all that out. And that's and he should have just said he's soft. He flops when he's out there. He's not what tough. Is throwing your head back, like saying he has a woman tendency to send it and then following it up where he flops, he throws his head back. And then to say he was unprofessional about something like you're saying, OK, he's unprofessional and he's like a girl because he flops and all like like I see way more flopping in the NBA than I do in the WNBA. Way more. I see way more bitching and complaining and crying about calls like them girls is banging out there. They banging out there and nobody's complaining about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like that's why I say he's out of bounds for that. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's gonna have a follow up and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to come out come out here and make sense of that and make sense of those comments. And I and I respect Liz Cabbage for being like, yo, what are you talking about? You mean female tendencies? Like, what are you talking about? Flopping ain't a female tendency, it's, it's an not. NBA tendency. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? You see more flopping and flailing. Don't get me wrong. I don't watch anything but basketball. I mean, NBA basketball. I, hardly, I watch the college basketball games I watch as if I, like, 
one of the kids is from San Diego or like I personally know them or they're like one of the big stars to watch. I watch NBA basketball. That's pretty much the only yeah. thing. I watch tennis. I watch I watch tennis. I watch basketball. That's pretty much it. Um, but you see, even when I did watch everything else, I mean, how, how often do you get a chance to flop in baseball? Football, you might see like a receiver go up and get – while he's about to jump, get tapped in the back, and he kind of exaggerated to try to get a call. But in basketball, you see at least five flops, five to ten flops a game. Oh, there's more than that. That's what I'm saying. There's more than that. They, and they, Every so, time so Chris flop- Paul comes off a pick and roll, he flops. Yeah, there's there's Throwing more. his head back, yeah. flailing his arms, looking for a call. And and that's what I'm saying. You could, you could say whatever you want about Jay Crowder and about his game. You could think he's soft, and you could say whatever it is. One – I reject the comparison, and maybe this is just the the no, it's not. This is how I feel, but it just it just makes sense that I'm a woman's coach too. Mm-hmm. I reject the comparison that every time something comes up, you have to compare it to women. Women play against women. Men play against men. Why are you comparing? Them? And and that was one of the things. That's why I'm like Serena can't beat this the, dude. That's one of the things. I so what if she couldn't? Say, I think that's what he meant. Like when he's like, again, he shouldn't have said. He shouldn't have said woman. He should have just left it at women. He should have just or female. He should have just left it at soft. And if you say soft, even still, when you say this is a man's game, it can be deemed offensive. But everybody knows what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't. If someone wants to take offense to it, go ahead. But I wouldn't see it as some flagrant thing to say if he's like, man, he's soft. This is a man's game. Clay Clay said it about LeBron when LeBron was like, when LeBron was all up in arms about Draymond, he was like, man, don't call me no bitch. Part of my language. And Clay was like, I, I guess he got his feelings hurt. This is a man's game. You know what I'm saying? Like, a but female, he a female but he didn't make, offended but by he that. Didn't, but he didn't make the comparison to, if you do this, you're acting like a girl. He said, this is a man's game. It's not for boys. It ain't for women. It ain't for nothing. What That's we're what doing he's saying, here. That is what he's saying. No, it's just he's, not taken the same way. No, that no, is what no, he's saying. No, he's not. Marcus Morris said he has female tendencies and then described those female tendencies. If you're saying this is a man's game, one, it is. The NBA is for men. Agreed. And that's what he's saying. And we're not going to act like that out here. We're not saying that girls act like that. We're saying that that ain't how we going to act in here. If someone says, I guess he got his feelings hurt and then follows that up with this is a man's game, what are you, what are you assuming they're alluding to? I'm assuming he's not ready to play that man's game. Oh, I understand that. But what do you think? What do you, Clay saying that. What do you think he was saying about saying that? The, that's what I mean. Like he's not making a parallel to, oh, they do that in a, in women's basketball, or they like he's not he's not he's not connecting that dot. He's not saying that about him. And Marcus Morris was is what I'm saying. Like, like I was saying, it's I think open he ended. got in trouble when he started describing what he what he deems to be female tendencies. No, and I think he got in trouble as soon as he said female tendencies. <laughs> You're talking about how he acted on a basketball court. You're acting like you're saying what he did on a basketball court, bro. Like, what does that have to do with like? What does that have to do like your altercation with him have to do with like how you perceive him being feminine or whatever it is? Like when you start applying stuff to women or making a comparison to women, I think that's where you get in trouble. And I don't like because it comes up in sports a lot. Like coaches so you say, allude, oh, you playing you can, like a little girl. So you can like allude girl, to, you like, can allude to it, but just don't describe it in detail. Is what you're saying. No, no. Anytime you make the comparison with women, you are in the wrong. So Clay was wrong in what he said about LeBron. No, and I don't think he was. Bro, bro, I could tell I could tell a little boy this is a man's game. This ain't for you. You're a little boy. We out here being physical and never make a comparison to women. 
Never make a comparison to women. And that's why I said that's what he was alluding to. He said he got his feelings hurt. When people say... But if I say that to a little boy, if I say this is a man's game, am I alluding to, like, against a woman? Against a woman? Is LeBron a little boy? No, and he's saying you're acting like one because that's not how we act out here. So you're saying he was calling him a little boy and not saying he was acting like a girl. Yeah. I think he was saying he was acting like a girl. All right, boy, boy. Nah, that, that's what I think. I think that he's saying like, bro, this ain't how we give it up in the NBA, bro. And, and, and you're not you're not meeting the standard that we have out here. You're mad about that, bro? Stop it. You hear way worse than that out here. You're just getting sensitive because of the situation you're in. I don't think he's saying like, yo, girls, that's something a girl would do. And that's what Marcus Morris said. Yeah. What's up, fam? Uh, I was calling to see if you guys the code to get in. Uh, somebody let me in. I'm add that on speaker. What's the hell? Oh, he said he got in. Oh, you said you got in? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in yeah. Okay, yeah, we still potting, but just, yeah, just walk in the door. All right. You got to unlock it. But I like, I I don't like I don't like when I hear I don't like when I hear coaches say you're playing like a little girl. Man up, like. I'm not even necessarily mad at men. I'm any any direct parallel to this is what girls would do. This is what that is like. I, I reject it. I reject it. You know what I'm saying? They're like you're playing, you're playing like a girl. So how do girls play? That's not it. <laughs> it's not. You're just saying that to insult him. Like I I hate when people say like like I brought the the instance with like Serena. I hate when people bring up, oh, she couldn't beat this dude. So what? Let's say she could or she couldn't. I don't care. She doesn't compete against men, bro. And you have to judge her on who she competes against. I I reject that at every turn. I don't think the dude should even bring it up. Why are you bringing up how girls do anything when you're talking about a dude you have a disagreement with? It's just to insult him. Okay. It's just to insult him. And you could do you could say whatever you want, but you you have a resp- I think that all athletes have a responsibility to uphold certain things, bro. You shouldn't be comparing bro, you are a fully grown, developed, secure man. Or you portray yourself as that. You shouldn't need to put somebody else down by saying they a girl. Or they acting like a girl. You know what I'm saying? Like I agree. I just like I, I'm I'm not cool. Like I said. Like Clay didn't have to come out and clarify his words. He's gonna have to come out and clarify these words. Cause people are gonna be like, so what do you mean by acting feminine? Throwing your head back is acting feminine? Cause so how many dudes in the NBA do you think are feminine? Because you guys do it all the time. That's why that's why I say I feel like he brought two things together. Like he I think he just like all I think he just talked about everything how he feels about him. And he should have just spoke about how he feels about his play. Mm. Or just left it at soft. And that's what I'm saying. A soft player could be a man or a woman. But now when you now when you out somewhere and you're saying you're acting like a girl, it's like, okay, so every girl acts like, so this is how you think they play in the WNBA. They said Pau Gasol was soft. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they ain't nobody calling them a girl. Yeah, and that and that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not making woman and soft and, the, uh, and again, I'm that's not putting, why I I'm say not he should have just left yeah. it at soft. No, I, because if you said like, dang, that's how you feel about him, but at least you're not offending women. Yeah, or and the WNBA or any woman in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, like he was like I watch both. 
I watch I watch well I watch basketball at every level. And I did when I said I only I do watch WNBA as well. Yeah. I didn't. I, I watch basketball at every no level. That's that's real, not just to be politically correct. And, I do and watch the WNBA. Anybody anybody that watches the NBA and the WNBA, they are not saying that the WNBA is soft compared to the NBA. No. There are not players walking up and down the court complaining after every non-call in a WNBA game. It's not happening, bro. Every screen is not coming up, like the ball handler is not coming off, flailing their arms and throwing their head back, looking at a ref and turning their face up when they don't get the whistle that they wanted. Like, so so the women could come out and say, yo, that shit is soft in the NBA. And then people are going to be like, but you can't beat me. And that's what I'm saying. I reject the comparison. They're talking about the game that they play. When I come off a screen as a female ball handler, I'm not doing that soft shit that you do. And one of the... One of you know the, what I'm saying? The They're like, come on, give me a break. Is, it's just, I mean... Men are just, we don't, we complain more than women do in certain respects. And then also male, like, when, like, everybody in the NBA, for the, for the most part, was a star at one point. And so they're used to getting those types of calls. Even in the WNBA, they're stars and they're used to getting calls, but not, like, to that extent. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I think at the, the stars get the benefit of the doubt for sure all the way up. Nah, it's not the same in women's and men's basketball. And, and, and men's basketball bro. Mm. It's not. It's not. I can Otherwise, agree with you, but I, I, think, that's I, think, part to the I think that's part of the reason why you see so many of them complaining and crying and, and flopping so much because they're used to getting those calls. And they're like, I'm not getting them now. I got to make sure I get them. I, I think to I think to the degree, but I think I do think that the stars coming up in the WNBA, like there are girls that do complain. It's like, yo, she's getting protected by the refs. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, I could get at her more. But she's getting protected by the refs a little bit. I watched, Keisha, stuff Cox, like, I watched Keisha Cox all through high school drive to a lane, get hit on the arms, and get very little calls and just kept playing. I've watched Mike Diaz, Jalen Hands, Mikey Williams at this point, Boogie Cousins, drive to the lane, get hacked, get the call. Because the, 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 the refs understand it like, yo, he's moving a little faster. He's definitely getting hit. It's just like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just different. It's just different. It is. I, and I'm not saying it's different. I'm saying... All I'm well, saying what? is, I think that's part of why that why why the flopping and the yeah. complaining, complaining about yeah. calls is there. Well, I, or so prevalent yeah. in the men's game. Not that it's right, and not that yeah. it's okay. Because nigga, who? Like I, I hate when like I've always hated it about LeBron, but especially now being a Laker fan, I hate when I see him go up and not get a call, and he's just sitting there with his hands up and not getting back. Or I hate when I see him. I see, like, it happens with Kuzma a lot. Turn the ball over, and you see LeBron just... Well, can we talk about the Lakers real quick? You see LeBron quick? just put his head down while everybody else runs down the court. You don't really mm-hmm. see women do that. <laughs> we could definitely talk about the Lakers. Bro, I, I got to start getting this. Right. Um, enough with Kuzma, man. Enough with Kuzma. Get him out of here? Yeah, bro. I'm done. I'm done. He not going to prevent us from winning championship. But we need him to play better if we're going to win. Well, well, shit. So he could prevent us. But, yo, man. We need a you third think, bucket that's you more could think, You though. could think whatever you want about yourself, bro. Dwight Howard can't be our third best player. Don't come out here and be gunning like you're a guy. You're not. You're not, bro. You're not. You're not even close. You were supposed to be, though. No, this is what I'm saying. If you're going to catch the ball on the reversal at the top of the three-point line and shoot it, shoot it. Don't step, take a dribble, look around, and then gun it because you're trying to look like a superstar. Don't come down on a two-on-one break and not pass the ball because you ain't got your touches tonight. Complete the play, bro. Complete the play, bro, because you know what will get you paid? 
making a deep playoff run and showing that you're going to be a, a player on this team. I, you're not going to get a big bag from the Lakers because you're out here getting buckets and we lose. I like his confidence. I used to. It's, it's started, I used it started to. to turn into overconfidence. It not started to. It turned He's into. He's trying to look like, and that's always been my criticism of him. When B.I. plays, you could tell there's greatness in there. When Lonzo plays, you could tell, bro, he's a really good basketball player. Kuzma is looking like he's trying to take superstar shots. Like he's tr- like he shoots shots. He makes shots harder than they have to be and because he just wants to look like I got it like that. You don't. You don't, bro. Just over, you don't. Just overconfidence, bro. And you have to have an extreme level of confidence to even make it to the NBA. But so you, I, and when you're like, on the team, you got to know who you are. Lou Williams knows I he's one of the it. best players. I liked in the league, it bro. and appreciated when he first started blowing up his. Last year, his rookie year, and they were like, are you surprised? And he was like, no. Like, no, I'm not surprised. I work hard. Did four years in college. I work hard. No, no, I'm not surprised at what I'm doing right now. I thought that was dope. But then you just start, and then fast forward to the interview when everybody got traded and he didn't. Oh, were you surprised that you stuck around? No, somebody had to stay. And it's just it's like, come on, fam. Come on, fam. And then fast forward to this year, you, he admits that, it was a trying thing when the trade deadline came and blah, blah, blah. It was something that he had to overcome. But this year, he don't think about it because he's been through it before. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it shows that, like, you you weren't really telling the truth back then. It was, hmm. You was just trying to look like something, which goes to your point of trying to look like a superstar hmm. on the court. I'll keep it a buck. If the Kings want to take Kuzma off our hands for Bogdan and somebody, I'm with that. Get him out of here, bro. I want One, his jump that. shot not good enough. We can still get Iguodala and do that. One, his jump shot ain't good enough. And two, family can't make a play for nobody, bro. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, bro. You're on this team with all these good players, bro. How come you and Rondo can't make plays for dudes? It's weird. Why are the Grizzlies doing this to Andre Iguodala? Andre Iguodala doing it to the Grizzlies. Just not playing? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not playing for this team. I play for chips, bro. I'm almost. My time is almost done. I'm not okay, running around okay, out okay. here pulling muscles and doing all that shit. I got nah, that. man. Trade me to a team, bro. I got that all wrong. Bro. Let me go. Let me go, man. Look, buy me out on some... Like, we got to be reasonable, fam. I got $18 million. I'm not walking out the door for four. You know what I'm saying? Break me off. If I was a good dollar, look, I got $18 million on my on my contract right now. Hit me off for fourteen, and I'll get up out of here. Let me go do what they I want to do. I go. I would go to twelve. I would go to twelve to him. I would. Mm. I would go to twelve. Give me twelve, bro. I was about to say, you can't leave too much money. And I'll go, 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 go down to seven or eight, but that's leaving a lot of millions on the not table. Not for me. Not for That's what I'm saying. I was looking at. Look like at first I was like, man, he already rich. I'm like, that's still a lot. Yeah, of yeah money. I go. I go down that's to. I go down to seven from ten, baby. I wish you would have got here earlier, bro. I had you on a podcast. We wrapping up right now. We have to do it next time. Yeah, bro. It's like, nah, bro, bro. I got to nah. We got to relax. We got to relax, fam. But I think, I honestly do think if he gets bought out, he's going to end up a Laker just because I saw his comments when they asked him about the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, Oh, one more thing about Kuzma. Here's my comparison for Kuzma all the time. I think Lou Williams, if he had the, if he had the opportunity, could have been a top 15, 20-ish type of player in the NBA. Just off his simple scoring ability. Mm-hmm. Right? Lou Williams was able to get on a team, look around, and go, I need to fill this role because he's better than me. He's probably better than me. I see coach running plays for him. And Lou Williams could thrive in that role. How come Kuzma can't thrive in a role? Why you got to try to prove to everybody how good you are? It's, Just because you're trying to get paid. You know how you get paid in the NBA? Fill a role. It's different when you were straight up fuck it, though. It's easy to fill that role when you're like, okay. It's like. Like, it's easy for a guy like James Harden when he did it or Ginobili or Lou Williams to be like, okay, I'm going to just come off and get buckets against the secondary? 
But no, this is what you're I'm speaking this like Lou Williams was like he found a role on every team and filled it. Like, oh, I got to be the rebounder, or I got to I got to be the trash talker, or I got to defend the best player. Like, no, his role has always been the six man, the bucket off the bench. Kuzma feels like he's a bucket and he can't get buckets. But Lou Williams, when he has a shot, he takes it and makes it. He doesn't look around, he doesn't hesitate to go behind his back first and then pull it. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Kuzma do dumb shit. It hurts me watching, bro. And you're getting abused on defense, abused by everybody, by every forward in the league, bro. Every forward in the league, no matter how good or bad, bro, it was embarrassing watching the Lakers against Philly the other night. Ben Simmons didn't even have to change directions, bro. He just went to the bucket and dunked it on Kuzma. He had 15 paint shots. He made 12. And homeboy is 35% from shots 10 feet now. Like, fam, I don't even need no jump shot if I'm getting in here against you bums. Look, they got sun on me. Yo, he calling for the ball and they checking it in. Like, he... <laughs> Like, and for this to be the guy, like, when he told somebody one year, I had to get somebody else. Otherwise, that's barbecue chicken. Now, that's what you're looking like, man. I'm I'm done with Kuzma, dog. Let's Come on, man. Let's get Buddy Hill for him, dog. Let's Come on, man. Anybody, bro. Le- later, son. Later, Kuzma. You're getting traded. <laughs> you are getting traded. And it's a damn shame because we're going to have to lose Danny Green or somebody, too. I'm about to play some music to get us up out of here, but I did want to talk about ball in the family. Since we didn't talk about it last mm-hmm. week. So last week's episode was uh I don't know if we got a chance to talk about it on, on here, but um so the, the report came out on the show anyway. Of, of course we hear about the news and the show gets you recorded. You see this wild this coming down now? He uh, left his Australian team. Yeah, we're we gonna talk about all that. Um or you know, yeah, we got time to talk about it. Oh, how much time you got? You need to start getting ready. I gotta start getting ready pretty soon. Alright. So what happened was he's out in Australia, reports come out that some some uh he got an endorsement deal of $100 million in a private jet. They asked LeVar Ball, like, is there any truth to it? Is Has his team been negotiating? He's like, no, my team is – his team is me and Jermaine that's over there with him. So if they ain't talking to me and Jermaine, then no. Ain't nobody spoke to his team. They're like, oh, do you think he's actively negotiating his deals and stuff? He's like, no, I don't think that's what's going on. <laughs> so then they asked LeVar. Oh, in in the midst of all that, Lonzo told him, like, hey, bro, I never got to do all of that. I was rocking with the family brand. He was like, now that you get an opportunity – Take yeah. every meeting, talk to everybody, and whoever wants you the most, go with them. They ask, oh, and see. Most if, importantly, don't put on those shoes. And you see a shot, you see a shot of LeVar talking to his big, his new big baller brand people. He's like, I don't like the advice that he's getting from his older brother. Tell him to take all the meetings, go who wants you most. Who wants you Who wants you more than your family does? And then they ask LeVar in his little talking head thing when he's just talking to the lady behind the camera. It was like, is your, um, is it going to put a strain? Oh, is you and uh, LaMelo's uh, relationship going to change any? If he doesn't come with the brand and LeVar was like, yeah, it's going to change on the fact that if you don't come with the brand, you turn your back on the family. He did clean that up in this most recent interview. He was saying, like, that's my son. I'm always be here for my son, which I believe is true. I don't think he meant like I'm not talking to my son. I'm not going to stop loving my son. But he did, you know, do his due diligence. But he feels a way. And that's a problem. What what I'm seeing on the show that I don't like is so when they went over there for Melo's first game and Melo made it clear before he left that he was like, I'm not focused on that right now. I'm focused on just playing basketball. And you could tell, like they went over, he brought the big ball, his new big ball around people over there to show him the merch and to talk about all of that. Melo dodged the family the whole time they were there. He like didn't go, like his grandparents, his uncles, like everybody's out there. He didn't go out to eat because he knew his dad was all corner him and talk about that. He just, he just wouldn't show up to certain family things. Like before he left, they had this big uh, like thing because all the boys like, uh, 
uh, Lonzo was going off to to New Orleans. They were all leaving, so they had this big family party. Melo even showed up late to that, talking about he was getting his windows tinted. But you could tell he was like, I'm not going to be cornered with this stuff. Yeah. I'll be here for a lim- limited time, and I'm shaking. So I got to do my thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like they even like the his they even like left some stuff over there for for um for Lavar to show Melo and Melo's like yeah you could tell he's so disinterested like I think that's cool that's cool it's cool his mom frustrated because she since getting over the stroke it's only but she can she can only speak in like three word sentences so she wants to talk to him that's her son he's about to go pro he got a lot on his mind she could tell his stuff on her mind on his mind but she can't really speak to him because her speech is but so limited and it's just tough um. It's just, I, I just think it sucks for LaMelo because it's like he got his dad who keep on saying it's about the family, it's about the family and trying to make it about and that. But not. he's like, bro, like he's showing his true colors. Right. Right. And again, I'm I always like this is what everybody like me that was rooting for them. This was their biggest fear. I've been rocking with LeVar from the very beginning. It's been on. it's only been but so many things that I was like, nah, bro, like. I'm sorry, pretty much everything he's done, I'm like, nah, bro, he should be able to do that. It's only been a couple of things where it was like, nah, that's not okay. This stuff that he's doing, talking about our relationship is gonna change if he don't come with the brand, that's that's just not that's not right, man. I if you could I would be okay with him saying, like, of course I'm gonna be upset. Like my son is gonna be one of the biggest stars in the world and I have a brand here. Of course I'm gonna be upset that my son's not a part of it with me. This, but don't say our relationship is gonna change. That's this, not fair. And this see, that's this is cool. my biggest thing, man. Most people regardless of what they're doing, want their kids to have a full experience and to make their decisions. Right. If you were going to feel away from starting a brand and your son's not wholeheartedly and blindly and forgetting all other opportunities rock only with you, then you shouldn't have started that because now they don't have decisions. Is I started a brand, you have to rock with me. And I don't think that's a, a place where, one, I think the business of what they're doing, it clouds it when your family is your management and that's your team and all of that. It clouds the lines. It blurs the lines. And LeVar blurred the lines heavily from the beginning. He was willing to compromise his son in shoes that weren't ready. And, and now it's starting to roll out slowly and people are starting to see, Fam, all of that other stuff you were talking, all of that shit is good. And I believe he loves his sons, but get out of the business of basketball when it comes to your sons, bro. Stop bro. doing it. It looks nasty. And then that's how he felt. It's going to change their relationship. That's how he felt. His he could people, take back or whatever he wants. That's how you feel, bro. They got the new warehouse, started making new merch. Jello's the only one that's like, nah, but like, I'm with you. I mean, he don't really have a choice, but I mean. Exactly. Um, they even asked him, like, we're, we're going to go ahead and ask you this, LeVar. Like we we got all the, we got hats, beanies, hoodies, sweatpants, everything. Do you want to get back in the sneakers? Yes. And they both even kind of looked at each other like the two like new employees that he has kind of looked at each other like, I mean, if that's what he want to do, that's what we gonna do. But you could tell they were like, hey, like we're down right to do now. it. But if you don't want to do it, we kind of think that's the best idea, fam. Not a good idea right now, bro. Not when Lonzo said the shoes were falling apart. Which I don't think he should have came out and said after after thinking about it more. I don't think he should have came out and said that. I think I. I'm not going to get mad at the man for being honest about the situation. And he's trying to validate why he was hurt and why his play wasn't up to par. I took a hit. I took an L. There's ways to allude to things like, like there's ways to allude to things without go ahead and throwing the whole thing under the bus. I think he did the best job because he said they weren't ready to go. Like he, nah, he did. He said more than that. 
I don't think he should have went. He said this shit was falling apart by the half and all of that. I don't like, think he should have went. I think he should have just said the shoes weren't ready and I, I they weren't ready and I should have I should have been playing in some shoes that I, that I trusted and knew were ready. I don't think he should have been talking about like yo. I was talking to Al and they was like yo. We gotta fake it till we make it. Just switch him out every quarter. Like that's that's extra. Maybe he just wanted to make Allen look even worse for what he did to the family and all that. But at the end of the day, that's your brand and your family's brand. That you still brand no more. it is his. He still owns fifty one percent of it. No, it is still his brand. I'm saying. I'm saying. He's not going to be in that shit. That's what he's saying. I would I would Watch how that. I play now that I'm not in that. I, I is the message I think he I was trying to get across. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think there's a way to allude. like like when like like when Jay-Z goes on interviews and they talk about all them random people they were signing to Rock Nation and all that. He's like, "Hey man, I mean, hey, we're trying to we're trying we're trying to build a powerhouse over here, man. So we're signing a bunch of talent." Like and and he even they were like, "Oh, was that your signees?" And he never and he don't say like yeah, I signed them niggas because he did it. He don't want the full flack of it. But at the same time, he don't say, nah, Dame, Dame signed that nigga. And Bean signed that. You know what I mean? He don't. He doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? There's a way to get your point across without fully giving away the whole, the way the sausage was made is all I'm saying. I feel it. I feel it. That was all I wanted to talk about, man. Let's get you out of here so you ain't late going where you want to go or need to go, rather. Shout out LeVar Ball, man. Just be a dad, bro. You're bad at the other stuff. I think it's okay to do the brand thing. Just, you know. Not with your kids. Maybe not. Hey. But anyway, that's been episode 32. Hashtag Family Room Fridays. Y'all mess with us, man. I'm Mike Rohn. Stefan Rohn. Thanks for rocking with us. We'll be back next week. Holla. Thank you, Mr. Jerome.